Hello and welcome to Bible 365 with me, Hugh Hattrick. I do hope you're well and having a fantastic day. It's day 163 of the programme and we're starting a new chapter. It's Ezra chapters 1 and 2 and then off into the New Testament for John chapter 19 verses 23 to 42. So let's get started with the word of God from Ezra chapter 1. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and also to put it in writing. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you may go up to Jerusalem in Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel the God who is in Jerusalem, and may their God be with them. And in any locality where survivors may now be living, the people are to provide them with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with freewill offerings for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Then the family, heads of Judah, and Benjamin, and the priests and Levites, everyone whose heart God had moved, prepared to go up and build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. All their neighbours assisted them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with valuable gifts, in addition to all the free will offerings. Moreover, King Cyrus brought out the articles belonging to the temple of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem and had placed in the temple of his God. Cyrus, king of Persia, had them brought by Mithridath, the treasurer, who counted them, counted them out to Sheshbazar, the prince of Judah. This was the inventory, gold dishes, 30 silver dishes, a thousand silver pans, 29 gold bowls, 30 matching silver bowls, 410 other articles, a thousand in all. And there were 5,400 articles of gold and silver. Sheshbazar brought all these things along with the exiles when they came up from Babylon to Jerusalem. Ezra chapter 2. Now these are the people of the province who came up from the captivity of the exiles, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had taken captive to Babylon. They returned to Jerusalem and Judah, each to their own town, in company with Zerubbabel, Joshua, Nehemiah, Sareah, Rileah, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispar, Bigvi, Rehum, and Bana. The list of the men of the people of Israel, the descendants of Perosh, 2,172, and of Shephatiah, 372, of Ara, 775, of Pehath Moab, through the line of Jeshua and Joab, 2,812, of Elam, 1,254, of Zatu, 945, of Zake, 760, of Bani, 642, of Bebai, 623, of Asgad, 1,222, of Adonikam, 666, of Begvi, 2056, of Adin, 454, of Ater, through Hezekiah, 98, of Bezi, 323, of Jorah, 112, of Hashem, 223, of Gibar, 95, the men of Bethlehem, 123, of Netopha, 56, of Anathoth, 128, of Asmaveth, 42, 
of Kiriath Jirim, Kathira and Beroth, 743, of Rama and Giva, 621, of Mikmash, 122, of Bethel and Ai, 223, of Nebo, 52, of Magbish, 156, of the other Elam, 1254, of Harim, 320, of Lod, Hadid and Ono, 725, of Jericho, 345, of Sena, 300, sorry, 3630, the priests, the descendants of Jediah through the family of Jeshua, 973, of Emmer, 1052, of Pashur, 1247, of Harim, 1017, the Levites, the descendants of Jeshua and Kadmiel of the line of Hodaviah, 74, the musicians, the descendants of Asaph, 128, the gatekeepers of the temple, the descendants of Shalom, Ater, Talmon, Akab, Hatita, and Shobai, 139, the temple servants, the descendants of Ziha, Hashufa, Tabuath, Kiros, Siah, Padon, Lebanon, Hagabah, Akub, Hagab, Shalmi, Hanan, Gedel, Gahar, Rhea, Rezin, Nekoda, Gazam, Uzzah, Pazea, and Besai, Azna, Munium, Nefuzim, Bazbuk, Hakufa, Harhar, Basluth, Mahida, Harsha, Barkos, Sizera, Tema, Neziah, and Hatifa. The descendants of the servants of Solomon, the descendants of Sotai, Hasophereth, Peruda, Jala, Darkon, Gedel, Shephatiah, Hatil, Pokereth, Hazabim, and Ami. The temple servants and the descendants of the servants of Solomon, 392. The following came up from the towns of Tel Mela, Tel Harsha, Kerub, Adon, and Immer, but they could not show that their families were descendants from Israel. The descendants of Delay, Tobiah, and Nakoda were 652. And from among the priests, the descendants of Hobiah, Hakoz, and Barzili, a man who had married a daughter of Barzili, the Gileadite, and was called by that name. These searched for their family records, but they could not find them, and so were excluded from the priesthood as unclean. The governor ordered them not to eat any of the most sacred food until there was a priest ministering with the Urim and Thummim. The whole company numbered 42,360, besides their 7,337 male and female slaves, and they also had 200 male and female singers. They had 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. When they arrived at the house of the Lord in Jerusalem, some of the heads of the families gave freewill offerings toward the rebuilding of the house of God in its sight. According to their ability, they gave to the treasury for this work 61,000 darics of gold, 5,000 minas of silver, and 100 priestly garments. The priests, the Levites, the musicians, the gatekeepers, and the temple servants settled in their own towns, along with some of the other people, and the rest of the Israelites settled in their towns. Now we'll go to John. Lots of 
interesting pronunciations. I hope they were accurate. And I'm going to John chapter 19 and it's verses 23 to 42. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one for each of them, with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that said, they divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple who he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus's lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Now it was the day of preparation and the next day was to be a special Sabbath because the Jewish leaders did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath. They asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The soldiers therefore came and brought the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus and those of the other. But when they came to Jesus and found that he, he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it has given testimony and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies that you also may believe. These things happen so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And as another scripture says, they will look on the one they have pierced. Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders, with Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who had earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with the spices and strips of linen. This was in accordance with the Jewish burial customs. At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, in which no one had ever been laid. Because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. And there we are. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time together. Lord, as we have counted, Lord, the men and women of Israel as they were resettled after the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Lord, and how the, the king of Persia allocated them a chance to rebuild their lives in the new towns. Lord, we see of what it's like for things to be rebuilt, even when a nation is scattered. And Lord, sometimes we feel like that today, that as Christians we feel scattered and alone. But Lord Jesus, we know that you are with us and we ask that you would come into our lives, be our Lord and Saviour and help us on to new things, that new creation in your almighty kingdom. We just pray for encouragement, for strength, for joy and for a willingness, Lord, to be able to overcome these situations. A willingness, Lord, to take the gospel out to all nations. 
and at this time lord that your word and your truth would see above everything lord that it would be known above everything we thank you lord jesus for everything that you have done we give you all the praise and all the glory in jesus name amen well thank you very much for joining with me today on day 163 of bible 365 it's fantastic to be able to read the word i hope it's a real blessing to you i really pray and hope that that will be the case the lord's hand will be upon you and i look forward to coming back in the next day or so with another part of the program so take care may god bless you and bye just now